and I want you to reflect on the results that you're getting in your life. What's working for you? What's not working for you? What your results have been? And I want you to ask yourself, do have I really tried it all? Am I really putting my energy and effort into the right things? Or is it maybe my approach, I think it's right because I'm such a smart person, because I'm such a successful person in this in the in my profession, but maybe my approach is wrong outside in, in this other area where I think I'm really educated and I am really educated now. But I'm still not educated enough or experienced enough to get consistent results. So ask yourself that. What's up, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Legendary Life Podcast. I'm your host, celebrity trainer and high-performance health coach, Ted Rice. This is a podcast for men and women who are looking to boost their energy and upgrade their health. So get ready to learn proven health fitness mindset strategies to unlock your full potential. And today really is about unlocking your full potential. It's about achieving breakthroughs and sustaining breakthroughs. For example, why is it so hard to achieve a breakthrough for most people? And why, if someone can achieve a breakthrough, why is it so hard for them to sustain it once they've made it? For example, in the areas of health and fitness, maybe someone lost some weight and they got in great shape, but then they lost it. They gained the weight back. They stopped doing those things. Why did that happen? That's what this podcast is all about today. So if you've been trying and not getting the results you want, or maybe you did achieve some results, but then you fell off the wagon and went backwards, you're gonna learn exactly why that's happening and how to stop that from happening in the future today on this episode. Before I get to it, I want to ask you, are you that person? Have you been having those difficulties? Have you been wanting to get in better shape and maybe lose some weight or get in better cardiovascular shape or change your body, but you're not getting the results? In fact, you're probably a little bit confused if you're like the majority of people and not just the people who are just searching to, for this information, but also people who are in the health and fitness industry. You think you're the only one who's confused about this? No, people who are personal trainers, nutritionists, people are so confused about this stuff. And if you want to end the confusion, if you want to end the trial and error, and if you want to get super clear on how to make a transformation in your body, if you want to know what I do to get people like Kevin, like Sarah, like Art, like Rich, and all the other success stories that you've heard on this podcast, if you want to know what I'm doing with them, then go and check out my free masterclass at legendarylightpodcast.com slash free. Now back to the episode here. And before we get into the details of how to create this breakthrough, how to stop getting into these patterns where you get progress, where you make some progress and you're feeling pretty good and then you go backwards. Before we get into that, I want to make some assumptions about you. Now, I've been doing this podcast for, for over four years now, and I've had the opportunity to speak to many of the people who listen to the show regularly. People reach out to me via email. They reach out to me on social media. Some people become my clients and I get to have these talks with them. And I really listen to everyone who ever reaches out to me. And in that time, I've noticed some commonalities about the people who listen to this show. 
So the people who listen to this show tend to be very intelligent. They tend to be very analytical and they prefer a no BS approach. I bet even some of you don't like the fact that I use swear words sometimes, but you keep coming back to listen because you know I'll tell it to you straight. And maybe sometimes I'm not the most um, eloquent, articulate, or, or I can be a bit crass at times or a bit harsh, but you come back because you know I'll tell it to you straight. That's, that's the number one piece of feedback that I've gotten from when, when I ask people, hey, when you think of me, give me three words three words that come to your mind when you think of me, when you think of the podcast. And it's always about honest and straightforward. And, you know, of course I'm wrong at times, right? I, I, I can be wrong, but I own it if I'm wrong. I'm open to learning and to not being wrong. I, I don't have that problem with my ego. Like, oh, I can't, I can never be wrong. I have to always be right. I, I don't have that. Um, so people respond to that and, and like me because of that. Not everybody. Some people definitely don't like me, but they don't keep listening to the show. So you're probably also successful in your career and you probably have an advanced degree of some sort. The people who've become clients and the people who've reached out to me, they're engineers, attorneys, executives, entrepreneurs, and, and more. And you probably think, why buy an info product or sign up for a coaching program? Because I can just learn it all for free on my own and do it myself. But the question must pop up in your mind that if you are as smart as you think you are, and no doubt that you are, then why are you having such a hard time creating a breakthrough for yourself? Why are you having such a hard time getting results for yourself because we live in a results oriented world. I would not, people would not pay me if they didn't get results. And I want to ask you that, are you getting the type of results where you could, you can consistently create that for yourself to the point where someone would pay you for it. Now you're probably doing that in your job. If you're an attorney, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're an executive, if you're an engineer, it's funny. I get a lot of engineers who end up signing up with me. Shout out to all the engineers who are listening, computer, mechanical, electrical, and otherwise. And so if, if we are so smart, if you are so smart, probably smarter than me, why are you having such a hard time learning from podcasts and, and reading uh, blog posts and, and watching YouTube videos and not being able to figure it out for yourself? And this is something that I've been fascinating, fascinated, sorry, about for years, especially started once I started doing interviews. And when I um, started sharing my story, people would always want to know, like, how did I create the breakthrough? How did I create the breakthrough in my own health when I was uh, really beaten down physiologically after some of the tragedies that I went through? I was beaten down, not just emotionally, but physically. How did, how did you get past that? And also, even more so than the physical transformations that I've made, how did... I go through everything that I've been through and come out as this happy, healthy, productive person on the other side. Now, of course, they don't realize my down moments. I get really excited when I'm on the podcast or when I'm doing interviews, but, but I do have my down moments. But even with those down moments, I'm still way ahead of people who've gotten crushed by a lot less. And to tell you the truth, when those questions first came at me, I did not have a good answer. 
It was, uh, well, um, well, let me see here. Um, it, it stumped me. I mean, I had some ideas about what I did to, to go through all those things. And if you're just listening to this podcast, you, uh, you, you may not know what I'm talking about, but I've had a lot of tragedies. My mother uh, died in a car accident when I was 14. When I was 19, my nine-year-old brother was kidnapped and murdered. When I was um, 36, my sister committed suicide. And that, that's a Cliff Notes version. There's worse things that I've been through. So if you're just listening in and, and you haven't heard those stories before, that's the short of it. And people always want to know, like, what, what did you do to get through that? Like, I had some sort of like, oh, well, step one was I didn't have that. Okay. But I, but I was able to get past it. And I did try all the other things that didn't work. The drugs, the partying, the drinking, the sex, the, uh, you know, hating myself, the doing nothing and being depressed. And I've tried all that stuff. It didn't work. But at the same time, a lot of people realize it doesn't work, but they're not able to move on in a big way. And, and a lot of people feel um, that I've been able to do that. And I also realized that when I would share the different things that I did, I also realized that if someone copied my exact plan, right? They're like, oh, well, Ted did martial arts and, and um, you know, got, got in great shape uh, doing this type of workout routine and lifting weights and did public speaking. And people could go and do this exact plan, do the exact things, but they probably wouldn't get the same results. So I started diving deeper into this idea of how to consistently create breakthroughs in other people's lives. None, uh, the least of which is that I'm, that's what people come, that's, well, well, that's what I try to create, or that's what I do create for my clients. If you hear like the episode that I did recently with uh, Nish, the, the business co consultant from Singapore, not only did she say that I helped her out tremendously with her back pain, more so than any other personal, I mean, not personal, I was going to say personal therapist, but I meant physical therapist. No, I, I helped her more than that top physical therapist that she went to and, and all the alternative medicine people that she went to as well. I was able to help her. But the interesting thing, especially for me, because she didn't tell me this except on the, the, the interview, was that I completely changed her life. And now she was really feeling weird about telling people that she worked with an online coach. And now she is telling people that, oh, Ted is amazing. If you're looking for a breakthrough or, and, and, you know, go, go hire him. And what I started to learn as I experienced more breakthroughs myself, because I got to tell you, I'm a breakthrough machine. And it's not because I'm, sm I'm, I'm not smart or lucky or I have good genes because, you know, I'm an intelligent guy, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not an engineer. I don't have a PhD. I didn't go to medical school. Uh, I, I think analytically for sure. And I'm, I'm able to figure things out that a lot of people aren't able to, but I'm not like the raw brain power guy. You know, I'm very normal in that way. I, I, I probably have above average intelligence, but I'm no genius. Okay. Nobody's Mensa is not sending me emails trying to get me to sign up because of my brilliance. That's not me. Okay. But I have paid attention to what people say. I have paid attention to my own experiences. And like I've said, I've, I've been a breakthrough machine, um, at least starting at 
a, a certain point in, in my late 20s, I, I just started having breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. And one of the most powerful things that I realized is that our beliefs are incredibly, incredibly powerful, and they can either hold you back or push you forward. In fact, I'm going to suggest to you right now that your beliefs are what's holding you back. More specifically, I bet you have some limiting beliefs that are keeping you stuck right where you are, or at the very least, they're only allowing you to progress at a very, very slow rate. And I want to just go over a few limiting beliefs right now. So I want you to pay attention to these because they're very common and see which ones might be you might be harboring without even knowing it. And I want you to pay special attention to the ones that either one resonate with you and you're like, oh yeah, I do believe that, don't I? Or the ones that emotionally trigger you. Maybe I mentioned something and it kind of pisses you off. I want you to pay attention to those. So let's get to it. I gain weight easily. I can't get into great shape because I'm too old. My hormones are the reason I'm fat. My genes are the reason I put on weight so easily. My achy and painful joints are just part of aging and they're never going to get better because nothing ever gets better with age. It's all downhill. I've tried everything, but I just can't get in shape. And my age is the reason that my metabolism has slowed down. Or how about this? Change is hard. It takes so long to change. I could go on and on, but I think you're getting the point here. And what I want to tell you is that not only are those beliefs just something that you have in your mind and it's influencing your day-to-day life in terms of how you react to things, how you run your day, for example, the types of behaviors, the, the types of food you choose, or whether you choose to work out or choose to skip it because you're, you're tired and don't have time, right? Anyway, that's another good one. I don't have time to exercise. That's another good limiting belief. And what I want to tell you is that not only are these things just beliefs that are these like non-physical, just nebulous ideas that are floating around in our quote-unquote mind, but they're actually a part of our brain. It's the way our neurons are, in in other words, our brain cells, it's the way our brain cells are wired and how they fire. And you may have heard neurons that are wired together fire together. What I'm telling you is that the way you're approaching the world right now And the way you're approaching how to get in better shape and and trying to achieve a breakthrough, it's because of the way that your brain is wired and how these neurons are firing together that is stopping you. And I know that sounds a bit sciencey and and to, to make it, to put that into English is that it's your beliefs, but your beliefs aren't just some thing. It's how your brain is wired and how it works because how your, the wiring of your brain or how your brain is wired means that you're going to have these patterns of behavior. And the more times these patterns get activated in your brain, the more it's become, it's going to become that unconscious hot cognition. 
Okay. It starts becoming automatic. It becomes something you don't even think about. You just do. For example, let's say you try that new routine, that new exercise routine. And you're like, I knew this wasn't going to work for me because I'm too old to get in shape. Right. You just automatically go there. You don't say, Hey, maybe this wasn't the right choice for me. Maybe this isn't the right workout for me, even though it had a lot of marketing hype behind it saying it's the cutting edge best workout ever and that it gets everyone results. You don't think that. You think, ah, yeah, I knew it wasn't going to work for me because nothing ever works for me. I've tried everything. I've tried everything and, and I just you know, can't get in shape. Or the fact that you think that change is hard. And let me tell you something about, let, let's talk about this idea of change and breakthroughs because a lot of people, they think, wow, you know, it's just, it's so hard. It takes so long to create a breakthrough. It's so hard to change. I want to ask you something. Remember what you had for breakfast on the Monday, three weeks ago? Do you remember? Now, if you do, it's probably because you have the same thing every Monday or every, maybe you're eating every day. How about dinner? You remember that? What'd you have for dinner three weeks ago? How about two weeks ago? How about a week ago? Do you remember any of those things? If you're like most people and you're not eating the same thing all the time, which you guys, that's, I'm not talking about you guys, you guys are cheating, but you don't remember those things. Why don't you remember those things? Because they didn't matter. Now, I want you to think about something else. If, and this is for Americans, but um, you know, other people probably will relate to it somewhat. How about, do you remember 9-11, the attacks on the World Trade Center? Do, do you remember where you were, what you were doing, who you were with? I don't know about you, but I remember everything. I remember going to my client's home in the morning. I saw some weirdness on, on or heard something on the radio because I listened to the radio in those days. This was my early 20s and uh, probably 23, 24. And I was on my way to my client's house. And when I got there, they were watching the TV. They weren't ready to work out at all. And I was like, I just looked at the TV and, you know, I had to get myself up and, and drag myself over there because I was partying a lot in those days. And I, I saw the TV and there was like smoking, there was the World Trade Center was smoking. And then, you know, they were watching it and they were like, just captivated by it. And I didn't realize the, it looked like a fire to me. So I didn't think anything of it. And then I was like, so you don't want to work out, <laughs> right? And they were like, no, what are you kidding? This is crazy what's happening. And I'm like, I don't know. It just looks like a building on fire. I mean, that sucks. But I didn't, I didn't get the gravity of the situation. And then I left. And then I was driving around listening to Howard Stern at the time, that's, that was who I was listening to when he was back on the air on, on the radio. Could listen to him on, on uh, the radio in Miami those days. And Howard Stern was just breaking down what, it, what was happening. And I remember it all in vivid detail. And then I remember going over to my friend's house and being with them and, um, and, and staying with them and just starting to take in the gravity of the situation. And it really messed me up. And I remember on the drive over to their house, people were driving like nuts. Like everyone was crazy. Like we we're under attack. And I bet you remember exact this, exactly the same situations, right? Maybe not the same experience, of course. 
you weren't in Miami and driving on the road and doing personal training, but wherever you were, maybe in your office, maybe with your family, you were all stuck to the TV and you remember what happened. You were just like, what the hell is going on here? What's happening? Now that's a negative experience, but I'm using it as an example. It's something that happened nearly 20 years ago, right? And we all remember it vividly, but we can't remember what happened to us or what we ate a couple of weeks ago, right? For dinner or a week ago or two weeks ago. We can't remember. And what is the distinction there? The emotions, the activation of our brain, the heightened emotions. When there are heightened emotions in your body, in your brain, right? Which are the same thing. Your body, your brain is part of your body. You remember and it's not just the negative stuff. I just use that as an example. But let's take something positive. For those of you who are parents, do you remember when your first child was born or your only child was born? Was that a big deal for you? <laughs> I don't have kids right now. Not yet. But I have heard from parents, it's such a huge deal. It's a life-changing moment. And if it doesn't change your life right away, seeing the baby right after it's born, it definitely changes your life every, <laughs> every day after, right? And, and, and you know, most parents, uh, luckily, report that as being a really positive thing that happens. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me, becoming a mom or a dad. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. It's a very common thing to hear. And what I want to ask you is, whether those, whether you, maybe you're not American and you don't relate to that 9-11 example, maybe you're not a parent and you don't relate to the idea of having kids changing your life. But what I want to ask you is think of something powerful that you went through. Maybe you lost a parent um, or a parent or someone in your family got sick, or maybe you're like me, you have someone who committed suicide. My sister committed suicide. Or maybe you won the lottery. I don't know. Maybe you got um, a, a huge, maybe you got married to the person who you love or whatever it is. Maybe you, maybe you sold, maybe you built a business and sold it, whatever it is. Can you remember those things? And do you remember them vividly? And the answer is yes. And I want to ask you, how long did it take for that thing to change you? How long did it take for 9-11 to change you if, you're, if that example resonated with you? How long did it take for the birth of uh, your child to change you? How long did it take for selling your business to change you? How long did it take for any of those things, any, anything that had a powerful effect on you, how long did it take to change you? And the answer is immediately, isn't it? In fact, I asked my wife Giselle this question earlier today. I said, how long did it take? Or, or I asked her the same thing. Do you remember what you had for dinner three, three weeks ago? Had no idea. I was like, but what about when your dad died from cancer? Do you remember that day? Do you remember when you found out? Do you remember who you were talking to and what was going on? And of course, she remembered every detail in vividly right? Well, maybe not every detail because our memories aren't that perfect, but we remember so much more about those situations. And then I asked her, well, how long did it take for that experience to change you? Did it take you a couple days? Did you have to think about it? Did you have to run a cost a benefit analysis? Did you have to uh, you know, check in with your emotions? And she said, no, it happened immediately. 
And I'm, and I bet you can relate to that as well. And I want to just share with you when, when I found out my sister committed suicide, change happened fast. I had a short phone call from the person who my sister was, whose house uh, my sister was staying at. And she found my sister face down in the bathroom with a gun in her hand covered in blood. I mean, how fast do you think that changed my life? I went from being one type of person and feeling this one type of way to feeling a completely other type of way. And it happened immediately. And I'm, I'm using negative experiences here because we're our human brains with our negativity bias, we're, we're so much... Uh, we we pay attention to the negative, unfortunately, more often than the positive. And so I'm using that to illustrate a point. But the point is that change can happen fast. It does happen fast. But right now, you're not getting those changes. You're not getting those breakthroughs. And I want to suggest to you, because whatever you're doing, it's not creating that dramatic of a buy-in. It's not creating the big emotions. It's not that big of a freaking deal for you. That's why you're listening to podcasts and maybe you get a little hyped up from it, but then you get to work after your morning drive or you finish your, your morning workout after listening to your podcast and you get going with your day and nothing really changes. Or if something does change, it's a very small change. And we keep doing it over and over and over. And, and obviously, I don't want you to stop listening to podcasts or audiobooks or, or engaging in activities like that to, to help motivate you, to help keep your state, right? To help keep your energy, help uh, keep your emotional state in, in a good place. I mean, I do the very same thing. I, I listened to podcasts this morning. But what I'm saying is, if you're expecting the big breakthrough from that, it's never going to happen. Because there's just not that emotional intensity there. And even when there's an emotional intensity, for example, you probably heard quite a bit about my ayahuasca experience at Rhythmia, right? If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, and if not, make sure you listen to my episode with Jerry Powell, the CEO and founder of Rhythmia. That was quite an emotional episode. Several people reached out to me about it and said, whoa, man, I just wanted to give you a hug after hearing that. And, uh, you know, I really felt for you. And thank you so much for, for sharing that um, because I know it wasn't easy. And, and you're right. It was not easy to share. It was not easy to be there. Um, uh, and the episode with Dr. Jeff. And I want to tell you, Rhythmia was a huge breakthrough experience for me. Huge breakthrough. I mean, I can't even put it into words how big of a breakthrough it is. I, I, I want to start crying right now when I think about it, which is great because um, I haven't felt I've, uh, that, that peak experience is gone. And, and it's nice to always revisit those emotions because it, it makes me remember again. And what I'm trying to tell you there is it was because it was such an emotional experience, such a powerful experience. That's why it was such a big breakthrough. But I also want to share with you that I had a limiting belief about it. If you've heard me talk about it on those episodes or on, on different episodes or perhaps in someone else in an interview with someone else, I said, I didn't want to go there. I said, why am I going to go to Costa Rica, the jungles of Costa Rica and drink ayahuasca for a big breakthrough? I've already been in Asia for nine months. I'm pretty enlightened now. 
I don't, I'm not convinced that going to the jungles of Costa Rica and drinking ayahuasca is what I need. I said that to myself. I believed that to be true, but it was a limiting belief. And luckily for me, I, I like to challenge myself because after I decided that it was going to be a safe experience physically, I was like, you know what? I can handle whatever comes up otherwise. And so I went, right? Because I was like, you know, why, why am I getting so triggered by this? That's, that's why I asked you, hey, see what triggers you. See what emotionally, I'm going to list these beliefs off. See what triggers you. I got triggered by it. Like, wow, well, I don't need to go to that. Why do I need to go to that? And everybody's like, oh, such a big breakthrough drinking the medicine, man. Like, I don't know. That sounds like hippie bullshit to me. Like, I'm, I've done psychedelics before when I was 18. I've kind of grown out of that. I, I don't know if that's really what I need, but I was absolutely wrong. Actually, let me change that. I was right. I didn't need it. Need, I need to eat food and drink water or else I'll starve to death or, or dehydrate to death. I need sleep at night or else I can't do anything, right? Um, but I didn't need it. I didn't need it. However, it ended up being one of the biggest, if not the biggest breakthrough I've ever had since all these tragedies started happening in my life. And it was incredible. And had I not gone, I mean, did I need to, to go to that next level? No, I didn't. But I really, really wanted it. And I achieved a breakthrough level that I just, I couldn't conceive of. I didn't know it even existed, this, this type of situation, even with my history of psychedelic use. And I did have some breakthroughs in those days. In my teenage years, I did have some breakthroughs, but nothing like this, nothing facilitated like this. And I'm not saying this to, to promote Rhythmia, but I'm saying, in fact, I want to, I'm about to follow up here with uh, why and not everybody had that experience right? For arrhythmia. Everyone had a big breakthrough experience there, but not everyone carried it with them afterward. And here's why that happened. In fact, I've been, uh, I've been really curious about this idea of breakthrough experiences these, from, from these peak experiences, right? Big breakthroughs from these peak experiences. And I want to know, like, does it happen for everyone? Is everyone just a better, different version of, of, of who they were? And, and now they're going forward in life in a completely new, different, and more powerful and positive and productive way? And the answer is no. For me, the answer is yes. But I've talked to, I talked to one girl recently, and she had said, and this is, there's high-level people at Rhythmia. It's a luxury resort which is, you know what? I'm, I'm not into camping. I'm into glamping. All right. I'll be honest. I'm not that tough. Like I'll go and do martial arts and do all the crazy stuff that I do, but it's like, you're going to sleep in a, in a, in a Maloka with no AC. And that the Maloka is like the, the place where you do the ceremony, the ayahuasca ceremony. If you go to Peru and do it, for example, and there's no AC and just some mosquito nets there. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I wasn't ready for it then. Maybe, maybe now, but, uh, you know, I'm into glamping. So the, the point that I'm trying to make here is that this girl was there with me. I hung out with her. I spoke with her. She had a big breakthrough there and she is, um, an executive at some company that 
uh, has to do with placing like placing actors and actresses in, in movies. And um, she said, she's like, yeah, I, I, as soon as I left Rhythmia in Costa Rica, I, I went back to my life. I immersed myself in my work, which I'm a workaholic. That's what I love to do. A lot of workaholics at Rhythmia, let me tell you. And because uh, that's not the first conversation I heard about uh, or had rather about workaholism. But she was saying she immersed herself back in her work and she feels like it's all almost all gone now. She said she does feel like a different person and she thinks differently and she feels somehow different inside. But it's nowhere near what she experienced at Rhythmia. And I got to be honest, too. It's nowhere near the same level, but yet I'm different. I even asked Giselle, like, hey, am I different? Do you feel me as a different person? And the answer was yes. And I'm using Rhythmia as an experience, um, as an example, rather. But the point is, for any peak experience, it doesn't have to be going to Costa Rica or Rhythmia or drinking ayahuasca or doing anything. But the point is, peak experiences there needs to be a follow-up. There needs to be support. There needs to be accountability. And I may, I, I did that for myself afterwards. I had a plan. I've been utilizing that new energy, that new perspective, that new high that I'm on in doing things and creating content. And also with the follow-up, I've been doing, uh, I've been planning my uh, breath work and I've been just doing things differently. Okay. And that's the key. And conversely, that woman that I shared her experience, she's not doing things differently. She went, had a peak experience, went back to her life and then went back to normal and got sucked in to that same pattern. And what happens? You end up the same way. And that's the truth about transformation in these breakthrough experiences. In fact, to give you another example, a lot of people, they complain about Tony Robbins seminars. All right. I've never been to one. I'll go to one eventually. Not a huge Tony Robbins fan, by the way, just FYI, but, but I would go to one of his events. And one of the biggest things, and I've heard this for years about Tony Robbins, is that I go there and I have this, I was so high, right? On emotions, so pumped up, so motivated, but then I left and it all went away. And people complain about that. But to Tony's credit, he tells you, hey, listen, you can't just go back to your life. It doesn't change, can be facilitated in a short period of time. It can happen immediately. But it's up to you to sustain that change. It's up to you right now. He tells you in, in the seminar, or, or at least on some of the videos I, I heard from his seminars, right? The video excerpts I've heard. He's like, hey, listen, you need to right now while you're on this high emotional state, while you're on, while you're vibrating on this whole new level, you need to set yourself up for the future. Because if you don't do that, you're going to get sucked back into your past and you'll be right back where you were before. And you're going to say, wow, well, I just need to go to another uh, ayahuasca experience or another Rhythmia or another Tony Robbins or another retreat, but it won't give you the breakthrough that you're looking for. You're always going to have to keep chasing. Okay. You won't level up. The leveling up comes from what you do afterward and it takes time. 
right? It does take time. The change can happen fast, but to sustain it implies that there's a time element to it. And I want to tell you, the secret of my coaching program, by the way, is that I help facilitate these transformations and I do it in a three-month period. And you can hear that in my success stories, in the success stories from my clients that I share with you. That's why Nish said that it changed her life working with me. What did I do? (laughs) What did I sell her on the idea of? About getting her back better. And we achieved that goal. But in the process, she became a different person. The things that she got challenged on, other things that happened, some of the things that I had her do, it changed who she was to the point where she's like, you know what? It changed my life working with Ted. And that's something that I hear a lot from my coaching clients. And so I want to ask you, what are you doing? Are you searching for those peak experiences, but then you go back to your life and you don't have the support or accountability and you just go back to normal? Or are you, this is an even worse place to be. And at least if you're searching, if you're going after, if you're going to the Tony Robbins seminars or whoever you're into and and showing up or, or doing retreats, yoga retreats or breathing retreats or health retreats or whatever, you're already on the right track. You're investing in the right things. But there's a whole new level of people that never do that. They think they can just listen to a podcast and or watch a YouTube video or read some blogs, and they're going to create transformation from that. And I'm going to tell you, it never happens. And what do they say? Well, I can't, I can't, I would never invest thousands of dollars in coaching. That's ridiculous. But what do they do? They'll spend a thousand dollars on a a Canadian goose or Canada goose jacket, whatever the name is, a thousand bucks it costs for one of those jackets. Or look at your car if you're driving a much nicer car than you really need to, right? To impress people who you don't even care about and and they don't really even care about you and they're not impressed with your three series or five series or even seven series BMW. Been around that a lot. Let me tell you, in Miami Beach, nobody really cares that much. And if they do, it's really about them. (laughs) It's never about you. So are you one of those people? Well, you need to shift You need to go for those experiences over possessions. And I've been there before. I'm not being judgmental. So let me talk to you right now, right? Experiences over possessions, if you want the breakthrough. And by the way, if you're going to vacations and you're staying at a resort and just getting drunk and eating and getting fat, and that's making you happy, I'm cool with that. If you're feeling like this is what I need to be doing in my life, I've been there myself and I'm cool with that. But if you're looking for the breakthrough, if you're looking around at your life and saying to yourself, why isn't it better than what it is right now? Then you need a huge shift. You need to start investing in experiences over possessions, right? You're not even ready for coaching with me yet. You're not even close to it. You need to start realizing that the hedonic treadmill that you're on, where you just, where you buy something, you're like, I'm so happy I got this thing. And then you get it. You're like, uh, a week goes by. That's the big secret. I used to work with all my clients were millionaires in Miami beach, or I guess not all of them, maybe 90% of them. You know what the difference between driving a Ferrari and driving a civic is a Honda civic. It's not as big as you think, right? 
And actually, the seats are pretty crappy in, in most Ferraris. Now, in, in a BMW, it's different. So anyway, I don't want to get too off track here. In a Rolls-Royce, Rolls-Royces are nice. Bentleys are too. But the point is <laughs> that millionaires get in their Rolls-Royces and their Ferraris, and it's just their car, just like you get in your car, right? You get excited when you get it, and then it's just another thing. Or you get a house, and it's just another thing. It just becomes your house. And definitely, there's nicer houses for sure. And being on the ocean is a lot better than being in uh, the middle of the projects, right? Being, being on some oceanside, uh, you know, land, real estate, <laughs> can't think right now, is going to be a lot better than being in some low-income neighborhood. For not, and I don't mean like uh, meaning that you're not as good of a person, but for your stress levels, for your, you know, it's more quiet. There's more nature around, right? But really, those are the things. It's not about the house. It's about those other things. And so experiences over possessions. And now for the second group of people who are the people who are, are on the search and you're trying hard and you're going after uh, trying to make a big change and you're trying different workouts and trying different nutrition programs and you're looking for that big breakthrough, but you're not achieving it because you keep getting sucked back into the same place in your life. What I want to suggest to you is that you don't have the support and accountability you need. You don't have someone who's helping you make these, these breakthrough experiences, having these peak experiences. And one of the best peak experiences you can have with health and fitness is when you're trying and you think you've tried it all and you're not getting results and you just think it's your age or your metabolism or your genes or whatever, you know, whatever false reason, bullshit excuse that you're using. And then you get results because what I do is I give my re clients results in the first week. That's their big breakthrough experience. Their first, I'm sorry, first breakthrough experience. It's not the big one. It's the first breakthrough experience. They realize they've been, imagine this, you've been trying to lose fat for, for weeks or months or even years. And then in the first week, you get results right away. I'm getting so crazy and hyped up because it's such an amazing thing. And then they change. All my clients get hooked in the first week when they sign up with me because of this big breakthrough that they experience. They realize, ah, there is something that exists. There is something. It was what I was doing. It wasn't, it wasn't that I tried everything and it wasn't that my age or metabolism or genes or whatever the hell it was. It was me. It was my program. And now I got results. It's a huge breakthrough and it gets people hooked. And that's my secret that, or one of my secrets, I got many secrets uh, that I pull out in my coaching program. And then later in the three months, because that's just the first week of 12 weeks, I implement other things. I facilitate breakthrough experiences. And that's the key to becoming the person that you want, to leveling up. And I guess not become, we're, we're always trying to level, you know, becoming the person that you want, the best version of yourself. Does that even exist? It really is about, once you reach one level, it's always about the next. I'll be honest with you about that. There's just always another level to go to, right? Because things change, our bodies are changing, we change over time, but it's about reaching that next level. And those are the types of breakthroughs that I facilitate. And so I want you to think about what we talked about today. 
And I want you to reflect on the results that you're getting in your life. What's working for you? What's not working for you? What your results have been? And I want you to ask yourself, do, have I really tried it all? Am I really putting my energy and effort into the right things? Or is it maybe my approach, I think it's right because I'm such a smart person, because I'm such a successful person in this in the in my profession, but maybe my approach is wrong outside in, in this other area where I think I'm really educated and I am really educated on, but I'm still not educated enough or experienced enough to get consistent results. So ask yourself that. And the way I want to finish off is if you are looking for that breakthrough, if 2019 is not going the way you wanted to already with your health and fitness goals, and you want that big breakthrough, you want that four to six pound loss that I get for every single client in the first week. If you want that, then what I want you to do is book a call with me. Book a free breakthrough call. Yes, that's right. The call is free. And we'll talk about what your goals are, what you're doing right now, what's working for you, what's not working for you. And we'll come up with a step-by-step plan so that you can achieve that big breakthrough this year and not towards the end of the year, not, not the New Year's resolution for 2020. I'm talking about in the next month, in the next week. And if that sounds good to you, if that resonates with you, go to legendarylightpodcast.com slash talk and sign up for that free breakthrough call. All right, my friends. I hope you got a lot out of this episode today because we're going to be talking more about these big breakthroughs and how to achieve them. Because at the end of the day, it's not even the health and fitness stuff. It's not about the difference on the scale or even about how you look in the mirror. It's about how you feel and and, and how that feeling that you have, that energetic, powerful, confident feeling how that affects the way you show up in your life. Whether you're a CEO or an entrepreneur or a mom or a dad or a, you know, if you're an accountant or engineer, no matter what you are, it's about showing up, being at that next level. And that's what we're all looking for, I think. Because if we look better but don't feel better, does it really matter? Imagine looking the way you want to look but feeling the same way that you feel right now. Is that really what you want? Or seeing the number on the scale a little bit lower, but not feeling any different. We all want to feel better. That's the secret behind human beings. So I hope this episode made you feel a little bit better, or even if it triggered you and made you feel a bit bad, at least it triggered you to think about things differently, it challenged you to think about things differently and to go about things differently, especially if you're not getting the results that you want in your life. And with that, I'll bid you a farewell. I hope you enjoyed it. Have an amazing week and I'll speak to you soon.